0: howdy folks and welcome to the episode thanks for coming through we have here for you our takes on thrones season eight episode three the long night although it wasn't very long now was it brace yourselves for some legitimate pain here i might have to start calling these episodes The place we come to cry about how they've made this show kind of lame now. I'm speaking solely for myself, by the way. And, you know, I say kind of lame because on the surface, it is still cool, you know, to look at. Sometimes. This show is supposed to be more than that, though. I won't get into it here, but honestly, I'm extremely disappointed with how this season's turning out. <laughs> Why, Ed? Why? You knew he was okay. Turn around. You're living the zombie apocalypse. And you've been preparing for this moment for years. You just beat the Night King's army to Winterfell without a scratch. <laughs> how the fuck could you not be more careful than that <laughs> oh thank you for listening we'll catch up with you <laughs> Danner. enjoy hello welcome to the episode vince here and
1: Antonio as well. How's it going everybody?
0: Yes, sir. Here we are talking Game of Thrones season eight, episode three. The long night. The long night and uh yes, yeah, so honestly, I mean I I feel like it it was ill conceived and a little bit a little bit uh a little bit uh disappointing overall.
1: I thought it was fucking dank. I thought it was grisly. It's a little dark. Um, if you're watching this in the daytime on any like type of screen, and you have some daylight flittering in through your window, like it's gonna be really difficult to watch portions where there isn't like fire lit sequences in the show. Yeah, they um, shot
0: it pretty, uh, pretty darkly. Yeah. Um, the battles are hard to see, but it's hard to see who's fighting in them.
1: This is one of Maybe the longest episode of Game of Thrones ever and one of the most expensive with an extended fight scene that is just so long. Um, I don't want to say drawn out, but just very extensive and extended and there's
0: different segments that encompass uh, the entire fight. Yeah, there definitely are. And, I mean, a lot of my gripes just go with how, I just kind of come along with how everything went down. And, uh, I mean, it kind of starts with, you know, the beginning of the episode, like, Melisandre just comes out of fucking nowhere.
1: Well, she returns, and even before that, I appreciate that they do one of the things that they do best with um, just intros into episodes by putting uh, a narrative on a character, sometimes with little to no dialogue. We start off seeing Samwell kind of walking his way through, you know, the parts of Winterfell and seeing everybody prepare for combat. It's, kind of pans over to Tyrion and you know you you get an idea of like this preparation for battle and you get you know everybody
0: coming in and yeah Melisandre does kind of ride out of nowhere on the clutch and uh I mean she hooks it up for sure but she just I mean so that's like part of the this doesn't make sense to me it's like she she comes out of nowhere she lights all the Dothraki swords which is cool but then they have this like really ill-conceived charge that makes absolutely no sense, and they basically all die immediately. And in that charge, Ghost is seen like riding with Jorah, which is cool it, I mean, is it looks cool. But then he just fucking is nowhere to be seen the entire rest of the episode. And like, it's just the fact that the showrunners completely took out one of the coolest characters that exists is just it's just bothered. Like you, you at some point this season you kind of just hoped and really wanted to see like a legitimate ghost. And we it's couldn't just, budget for ghosts, sorry. Yeah, there's just sorry fans. Yeah, there's no biggest show ever. Yeah, no Ghost, which is lame because he's cool as fuck. Yeah, like he's a cool ass character. No, for sure. Um, I think what they wanted to convey with the Dothraki, and I
1: thought, you know, from his strategic standpoint, we even discussed this at length. Like, it, this is the, you know, tantamount of like the biggest force in Westeros that you're going up against. Like, you don't lead the offensive here. You make as many tricks in the book like work in your favor and play defense um at the same time i get what weiss and benny offense pochnick wanted to do insofar as just communicating how hopeless um this effort to extinguish the dead like really would be and by just showing how these dothraki which are just so vicious we've seen them over the seasons just fearless warriors go into battle and then in a matter of like one minute not even like all the lights on their um their blades just extinguished and several of them just like coming back on the retreat like many without horses um just to kind of give you a sense of like oh we're actually fucked.
0: I like the sentiment when they did that. It was like, it was showing how hopeless it was, but I just thought it could have been done a lot cooler. I thought the Dothraki, like even showing a legitimate choreographed fight scene with the Dothraki and the white Walk or the whites would have been cool. Um, anything besides them just being vanished, like immediately, and uh, like you said, the defensive aspect, it's like, why the hell would they do that? Like, why wouldn't they just wait for them to come to them? Like, why are you going to charge into like a mass of zombies? True. And
1: the only other thing like, they had was, um, you know, Grey Worm and the Unsullied launching the catapults of flaming Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, I'll give it to, to the show writers. Like, it was an epic looking scene with the Dothraki charging and Jorah and Ghost there with the flaming balls of fire just screaming through the night sky like it was probably one of the coolest scenes in like made me realize like this is what has been fucking building to and like definitely brought the hype level up so yes ill ill-advised type of uh strategic execution there should have been somebody in the uh small council that should have objected to that but super fucking cool
0: yeah and i mean the the effect that it has on danny where she like freaks out and jumps on her dragon i think yeah that was a plot point that they wanted to make yeah which to me is just like i think that's silly i feel like you know i don't understand why they would make that a point to do like oh shit like this is it this is the final battle and all the moments that you're supposed to be chill it's this battle you know i understand that you the dothraki just got owned but maybe you shouldn't have told them to charge into a zombie mass like yeah they got owned like you can't freak out in this moment and even if you do freak out in this moment like i feel like john needs to step in and say some shit that makes her not or something like some form of writing or dialogue where it's like look we have a plan we got to get the night king otherwise we're gonna lose like john all, all he needed to say was you know we kill the night king we kill all of them if we don't kill the night king we're all gonna die like there's no other option we don't have any retreat set up like this is the fight this is the final battle like everyone's in the crypt Like, I guess every single person that's innocent in the whole fucking north is in the crypt, which I mean, clearly the fact that like they know that that he can raise the dead and they put him in the crypt makes no fucking sense either. Because we talked about that before, like they're putting them in a place where they're surrounded by potential enemies. Well, I think, you know,
1: you could probably make the excuse they're trying to prevent so many things, preparing for so many things at once that the. That's like the only safe space they could think of. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, yeah, they know about it. So they want to just take all the bodies out or something like they know that's too much. Like, I feel John, like that's but John saw like at the hard home. He saw he the did. dude raise the dead up. He did it in front of him and showed him he, d- he could do it. Like John wouldn't even have that as a point. Like, I mean, but then you can make you'll be debate safe that in the
1: crypt. But you could make the debate that maybe he thought that it was just like the freshly dead. Not like corpses that have been buried for years. I get
0: that. But, like, I mean, if I'm in that conversation, I've been like, hey, John, you know, the zombies in the crypt might kill them all. or You know what I'm saying? And then he would have been like, oh, yeah. Like, no one thought of that. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's like it's just like a plot hole. that just a, like it's it's like how Melisandre that's shows fair. up. It just doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, the
1: Melisandre showing up, that's just to tie it up. I mean, to me, you know, if you have a problem with that, then you're going to have a lot of problems with the the preceding season like with everybody time traveling and coming in at the exact right time yeah. like if you have a problem with Melisandre coming back at that I mean, point like that fact- that's just that she's a plot device and she needs to be there
0: yeah i mean the fact that like tormund beat tormund and those guys beat the army of the dead back to winterfell too is to me crazy because that like they're not stopping right Like, the army of the dead? Like, what are they doing? Like, why why did it take them so long? What are they, you know? Why didn't they just, like, run over it? Like, okay, so the Night King is such a beast. Why didn't he just, like, take the dragon and use that crazy fire that, like, took the thousand-year wall down? Why didn't he just, like, blow Winterfell the fuck up with it?
1: He didn't want to risk himself or risk his dragon because but, he probably knew that there was I mean, access to dragon glass and you know a lot of things that could have seriously hurt like I'm sure he was confident I mean, he was immune to
0: dragon fire which he knew about clearly he knew he was but
1: glass and valyrian steel he's not and he probably knew that they were wielding that some of them were so yeah. I, I think I think his concept would be there's two things either one like he wanted to soften it up like you know a stretch strategic move would be like you know use your forces beat them down because he knows he has the upper hand or he's just fucking cocky as hell and thinks like oh you know what like not even cocky just like tauntingly like just is like oh i could beat them that way it'd be so easy but i'm just gonna like make them suffer with my army
0: yeah put them to use or something that's the thing too though is like he never got a single word of dialogue in the entire show and i don't think he was meant to but it would have
1: been cool to hear something or i mean yeah some some emotion some anything, some explanation as to like why he does what he does anything yeah and
0: and also too like they built this up okay so i mean this was the whole fight and that was the whole point when they brought the fucking thing to cersei and we're like hey uh this is the biggest fight of like our entire lives. Like we need your help. And she was like, she basically said, fuck you. But like, it didn't turn out to be the biggest fight of their entire lives. Like not even anyone that important got killed. And Arya, you know, I mean, she did what she did, but I mean, that wasn't really like that wild of a thing. Like he he had like his whole lieutenant thing of white walkers there. None of them even did anything. The whole fight, like why didn't you know any of the White Walkers fight any of the dope fighters? Well, like, again, like Jamie to- Lannister fighting a White Walker, Brienne fighting a White Walker. Like all the all the battle scenes were just zombies like rushing around and like getting sliced up. It wasn't like a well choreographed cool fight. It was like a like really manic, um, very you know, all over the place. Well, now I think our our positions
1: have switched because before we were talking about Dothraki where I said, oh, aesthetically, that was really cool, but strategically, it was really dumb. And now we're talking about, you know, why weren't these white walkers involved? Strategically, it would have been dumb to include them and incorporate them in the fight because they control so many of the whites that, like, if the lieutenants are taken out, that's a large chunk. But at the same time... It would have been really cool to see Brienne ex- fight one of them ex- exactly. or Jamie fight one of them. So, so, so it's the- like uh, there's a juxtaposition there for sure.
0: If they're if they're if they're making that 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 play though, where like they don't give a fuck, like why not make it look cool in that way? You know, I think there's
1: also just budget constraints, things like that. A plan for I mean, none production. None of the White
0: Walkers did that- shit. None of the White Walkers did shit. Oh, well, they didn't yeah, even that's lift true. I They're think, carrying spears, too. Like They didn't even really throw any spears at the dragons. Like, no. They didn't do anything.
1: And it's a shame. I do feel like they were underutilized. It was a missed opportunity. But I also realize once you're producing something of this magnitude, it's tough to just change the game plan on the go. And they might not even have thought of that until like they were in editing to be like, oh, wait, we could have definitely included that. And I mean, you know, it they, might have been too expensive or too a, late to go back for reshoots.
0: I mean, they had a pretty long time to go. Like They had a long time to make this season. They had a year... In whatever amount of time to make it. And I mean, like. It's still a very long I mean, episode, uh, though. But I mean, we watched it and have all these concerns, and I was reading online, and a lot of people, like, thought. A lot of people had a lot of qualms with it. And I mean, a lot, tons of people liked it, clearly, but a lot of people kind of understood the fact that, like, what? What the fuck? Like. It all comes down to this. You know, this is it. This is the fucking end of the White Walkers. This fucking move. Well, like, yeah. Because, like... It would have been nice to have drawn it out a I little mean, bit more. I mean, okay, like, each in each, each individual scene, almost, in its own way, is just like, what the fuck? Like, the one... There were a couple scenes that were cool, for sure. The dragon fight was super cool. I mean, it didn't really make sense that they were that, that high up and, like, not getting frozen to death, but it was still cool to see that, for sure. Um... There the scene with Arya when she was like scared and it was like a horror movie that was kind of cool even though in my mind she, that's not how she would have acted she would have just been killing them all she's a fucking G assassin
1: she is but I think she realizes how easily she can get overwhelmed because when she's fighting with the spear a couple scenes earlier like she's she is a G. She's killing and fucking them up, but then she just gets so easily overwhelmed, and she's just like, "Well, even as good as an assassin and fighter as I am, yeah. like I could still just totally get owned by them at like any given moment." And I think that's why she has like this um, very, you know, stepping on broken glass type of like stealthiness to her. There, um, I mean, I... and also I think it was just the the direction they wanted to go to kind of give a break or a, a different type of pause in the episode where it would just like shifts gears from like you know uh this all-out brawl to you know uh, a sort of like slasher type of vibe
0: yeah and it was it was kind of cool to see it just to me didn't really yeah. fully make sense because i feel like of all people that would happen to wouldn't be aria if it yeah. was sam made sense yeah aria it's like wouldn't she just kill all these things or, right. like, you know, not be scared? Like, how is she scared? Of all people to be scared. I don't think she's, she's scared. It just I looked mean, like she
1: was just breathing heavy and just trying to, like, you know, not survive die. and not die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think she's, like, whimpering at any point or, like, scared. But maybe her expressions do sort of convey that a little bit. But taking it back a couple of scenes, um, once the Dothraki retreat and they're getting inside and the, the, the army of the dead just comes barreling in, like this unstoppable tide of death, and just bowls over the uh the um the unsolid, you know. It, it just really was like a, a moment where it was like, "Oh fuck!" They're really just like that intense that like even like this highly skilled, highly trained group of soldiers that supports Daenerys is just like ruthlessly just destroyed and dismantled and they're holding their ground like they're you know they're like spartans with their shields and their 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 formations and designs Spears. and yeah and they just uh didn't fucking stand a chance for the most part. Yeah, I mean... They, Pretty much any part of that strategy that they invoked just didn't work. Yeah, it Whether didn't really it was, work at all. You know, their their formations, Melisandra lighting those pits on fire, which seemed like a valid idea. Well, she, she,
0: she got... They got lucky with that. Yeah,
1: she needed a lot. Basically, what happens in the scene is, you know, Melisandra uses a lot of her Valyrian energy to, you know, light the Dothraki um, swords on fire, and then she also... Tries to summon um, this pit um, with a bunch of stakes, wooden stakes, to kind of just catch a flame. And um, she almost gets totally yeah. murdered well, doing
0: that. Well, it's basically like dug trenches all yeah, around Yeah, it is a total trench. And the thing is, is like they had it all set up to light, but they couldn't light anything due to the fucking weather conditions the Night King was invoking up in the sky. So cold, yeah. He was like making a blizzard and shit. So they couldn't fucking light any of the, the stuff, and it was basically like a, a time saver. Like if they don't have that fire thing, they, they get fucked immediately. So it kind of saved them. And she was she did come in on the clutch, and it was pretty like wild to see her like, yeah. you know, out of nowhere like that. But I like how Sir Davos is just like he's like f- like physically
1: yeah. just like appears so distraught to see her, and like you can see it in his eyes, it's like it's just like he knows like, bitch, I know you barbecued like the this like person that was like
0: my surrogate daughter like I ain't forget that shit yeah I mean he was still pretty pissed but I mean she clearly like I don't know what's up with R'hllor like the lord of light like nothing really had like there wasn't even much mention of that so I don't know if Arya is Azor Ahai now or what the deal with that is but I mean that whole thing is kind of like I don't know because they didn't really like go that route they didn't really talk about it you know
1: no they didn't they decided to omit that and they wanted to just execute with more action-packed sequences so you have the trenches which fail because the dead come barreling over that too even though it's on eventually fire. yeah they pile up world war z style over the walls of winterfell just by pure bodies they just stack up and come over so arrows don't stop them um and then from there on it's just, you know, hack and slash and fight and there's just so many sequences where I thought like, how many times is Winterfell being overrun? And why hasn't it been completely overrun? Yeah. And why are like the the main characters now just glorified extras? Like we see Brienne, we see Jamie, we see Pod, Pod we see Clegane, Gendry. Gendry, just, like, they're the only people there, Sam, like, the only people that are yeah. fighting the dead at this point, and, like, they have no dialogue, they're just hacking and slashing, which, rightfully so.
0: Yeah, um, well, they have no dialogue, but they also don't have any choreography with their fighting. Like, you can't tell, they're not doing anything cool. Yeah, it's a it's lot not like of quick ma- It's not like they're making nice moves, and you're like, oh, that was a badass sword fighting move. It's like, they're just swinging their arms around. Which
1: is why, if you included a lieutenant of the Night King, like, one of the... the um, it White Walkers. Yeah, it would have been really cool to see a standoff, like, the game. Yeah, like a, like a well-choreographed
0: fight, not just, like, a fucking, like, slaughter of a million zombies yeah. with, like, no one legitimately dying. I mean, honestly, and, with the, and with the lighting, too, like, you couldn't tell half the time. Like, there were a couple times I was like, did, did Jamie just die? Yeah. Did when, fucking Bran just die? When they come and barreling. you can't tell because they just, like, get covered yeah, in zombies. When they come
1: barreling at the Unsullied, like, you know, and all those characters get toppled over, I was like, oh, shit, did, like... Everybody just die. Yeah. And, like, we we just don't get any emotional, like, let off there.
0: Um, It was very Rest in
1: peace, Ed, by the way. That was a stupid way for him to die. It was
0: a very stupid way for him to die because, like, if you're in a fucking fight like that, you're not going to just stare at Sam and ignore everything around you, especially if you're a fucking Nightwatch G like he is for the past however many years. He was the Lord
1: Commander, too, wasn't he?
0: I don't know, but I know that he was a legit guy and that it didn't make sense for him to die like that. It was fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, I've, it was just dumb. And and that's, like, the thing with this whole scene. Like, this whole scenario is, like, it looked cool. It was, like, it was, like, a CGI movie that was looking – it looked cool. But, like, when you really think about it, it didn't make sense. It was just, like, why would they do that? Like, constantly asking that question. I mean, so they get into that fight with the Night King on their dragons, and they fuck him up. And then he, he falls off his dragon. And then, like, you know, Danny just breathes fire on him, and they think they killed him. And then he just, like, smiles, and they don't do anything – and then you know John's like off his dragon because I guess it got hurt or something. And then um, he's far away from the dude, and he just raises a bunch of guys. And then John's surrounded by like fifty dudes, and like like King walks away. And then we don't see John fight any of these dudes. It's but unfortunate. they all die. Like he just kills fifty dudes out of picture. It doesn't even make sense. Oh, well, he's got plot armor. Basically, all these characters yeah, have plot armor. That's and it's, to, it's that's highly a good way unfortunate. to put it yeah that's a good way. to um put it. if
1: this was still a grrM controlled episode or you know something that was more under the uh, constraints of novelization, I think you would have seen more of the main characters go out in different ways or become like fatally injured or uh, just wounded in ways that would you know incapacitate them for future uh, usage like in combat like I could see like uh if this was done by George. Maybe, like, something where, like, oh, John gets his arm fucking cut off or something. I mean,
0: some intense, like, legitimate scars besides, like, Barak dying. Like, oh, Beric served his purpose. It's like, yeah, I guess he did, but... Yeah, if that's the Lord of Light's way of fate, then, yeah, Like, okay. after all those lives, his his way of fate is to, like, make sure Arya is cool to assassinate the Night King. And, I mean, honestly, it was, like, a cool move. It like, was
1: fucking dope. I mean, was I cool. was so stoked in the moment but um looking back on it it's like uh, it was that was so easy been, it would have been so cool if that was like episode five like i really i truly thought that they were gonna lose this battle like halfway through i'm sure almost everybody thought that like this is gonna be lost and there should have been something like empire strike back type of theme where it's just like evacuate get the fuck out of there. Winterfell's been overrun. We need to now go and like try to rely on the enemy to help us. Yeah, we have to go to King's Landing and rely on
0: Cersei. Cuz this is the main enemy of the whole show. And they changed it to the point where it's not now and it's weird cuz I feel like that's the whole point of the books is this this well, you're fight building that just building up happened. for so many yeah, so many seasons
1: or books to to this this fight against the dead and now it's just it's kind of reverting back to
0: just like season one season two who's gonna sit on the iron throne yeah which is like the george's point the whole george's point in the books was like hey you know we all have our selfish desires but the main thing the main sometimes like there's a more important thing than yourself and the and the show just was like yeah we're just gonna do away with your main villain and like make it about whoever sits on the throne do you even
1: think the Night King would
0: exist in George's books? Because- that's what that's what I mean. He's not even in the books yet, so I don't know. He might, he might not. It would make sense for him to. But, I mean, the White Walkers clearly do, so I'm not sure. I mean, but to go back to Arya's move, like, it was a good move. But, I mean, what the fuck are those lieutenants for? You know what would have been cooler? If she tried to do that and one of those lieutenants fucking speared her and then she, like, got injured as fuck but still somehow killed him. That would make way more sense. Like, the fact that he caught her by the neck, that's fine, but wouldn't it also have made more sense for him to whip his sword out and cut her fucking head off? That would have made more sense, too. Like, he took forever to kill Bran there. Why'd he take so long to kill Bran? If that's all you really wanted to do, just fucking kill him. Like, he could have killed him in two fucking seconds. Again. Theon fucking rushing him with that spear. Cool, Theon, but like a... clearly you're like a badass warrior now you're an axe sniper you're coming at you're coming out of fucking nowhere like you're a legit battle warrior like why would you do like a fucking straight on stupid charge at like the most badass dude in the world ever like how did he do you think that was remotely going to work you would have been cool there if theon had a legit scene fighting the night king that would have been cool as fuck like i would have let that happen you know he just got killed immediately it was pretty lame and like it maybe Theon's fighting the Night King and then Arya comes in after and then Jon comes in and fights off some of the dudes and then Arya somehow gets him like that would have been way more badass like they built the Night King up forever and then killed him in like 2 seconds it was i mean it was cool to an extent but it was also like dude are you fucking kidding me like this dude's like millennia old he broke the wall he's in Winterfell like killing everyone like he's going to get like just smoked like that I don't it's, know. It's it just kinda, it felt it just felt it's tough very
1: justified or tough to to explain it um
0: felt very convenient
1: i mean it definitely was a convenient conclusion i think um it would have been the inevitable conclusion anyways but I mean, none of your points are invalid. I mean, these are things I would have loved to have seen. I would have loved to have seen John square off against the Night King, and I think countless millions of people would have, too.
0: I mean, yeah, just like a legit fight. Or even just like him fighting the the lieutenants while Danny and other people try to kill the Night King. Like an Avengers-style, like everyone doing something cool like a well choreographed fight like i always think back to the lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring that battle with the urukhai in the, the woods yeah at the end when like the when they take uh merry pippin and like there's that main uruk dude he's like
2: Following the flinks yeah, yeah he's beating his a- and
0: then aragorn has that awesome battle that's a well choreographed fight that fight is dope like i'll watch that again and again and it's, it's pretty, pretty cool much cool as hell it's
1: all live action too there's no CG. yeah and like uh, i want to see there.
0: something like that like, in all these scenes, and all the, like, the the dark scenes where, like, there's characters just swinging their arms, like, I want to see a dope fight scene there, I don't want to see that bullshit. Like, at the end, instead of the Night King getting, like, one-shotted real quick, I'd like to see a really cool fight scene, like, the dude hasn't done shit but stand there and move his arms up and down for, like, fucking, you know, three seasons. Like, he never did anything except for, like, move his arms up, Ray's dead, like, I guess he did throw that, he, he threw the the spear of all spears, but, I mean, Fuck. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was a missed opportunity, but at the same time, I think being able to show Arya coming in that moment of darkness and just, like,
0: shatter him and explode him was so cool. And very, I mean, it was, it was satisfying. I mean, it was cool to an extent. I'm not going to say that it wasn't. It was just like... I, I wanted more from that scene. I can. I wanted that. more from the Night King's death. I wanted more from the Night King himself before he died. And I and I, he, I. mean, he, that was dumb as hell. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Well, have one of your fucking White Walkers kill Bran, dog. Why do you have to do it? Do you have to suck his memories in. Like, what the hell? Like, you have a whole army of like dudes that didn't do shit. Like, have them do something like tell one of them. Have a cool name. Be like,
2: Pennies, kill him.
0: Like, say something <laughs> like the fuck, man. At least we got a smile out of him. And instead of he got, instead of getting melted, he was like, I am
2: a prick. <laughs> I guess the one
1: action that we do get to see him in is when it's Daenerys and Jon, and they're both on their dragons. They're on Drogon, and they're on Rhaegal, and they're above the clouds in the night sky. And it's maybe one of the coolest, I mean, most it was, like, yeah. fantasy Game of Thrones envisioned shots that I could think of because it's just like these... You know, dotted night sky with stars and like the Night King's storm below and these huge behemoth dragons just like flapping their wings and staying afloat. And then the Night King coming flying up just with this scorching blue fire coming out of uh, Viserion's. Well, I guess uh, dead Viserion's. You know Jaws, and it's just oh, so fucking epic. And yeah. we do see that fight in Sue, and the was, you know, that was a, badass one v one between John and the Night King on dragons. uh so fuck, probably my favorite part of the episode. Some of it's a little obscured in the clouds and the darkness, and yeah, yeah that's whatever, that's and I another, get it. Yeah. That's the you know sort of hide some of the CG costs, and I fucking think that been- it's, I think that it's dumb that there's such budgetary constraints for this episode as big of a budget as it was considering that you know you're putting out 10 million dollars extra on like an episode for Westworld, and this is like the end all be all like fight scenes of the entire series of the biggest show on television and you're gonna like try to cut corners like i get there's profitabilities that you know hbo wants to maintain but like dude Spend a couple of dollars
0: here. Yeah, and, like, put Ghost in it. Yeah, fucking like, put Ghost it. In it would have been way cooler if Ghost fucking jumped on the Night King instead of Arya, and then Arya came in and, like, fucking, like... You know what I mean? Like, regardless, that fucking dragon scene was amazing, and I thought it was, it was, it was just was. the
1: total highlight of the entire episode honestly it was
0: it was cool and i honestly i liked it it would have been nice if they had some designation in the sky and you could tell who was who like maybe uh some colored saddles or like some like distinction in color Other so than, you like, could tell who was who. yeah because you couldn't really tell what was going on also like i mean it'd be nice to have some sort of explanation with john like what john's relationship it, with Regal is now like that would be cool. There's just not <laughs> enough episodes now to like really do that. If well, they were going to do that, they could have done that last episode. That's what I'm getting though. Episode. Like those are those are the conversations I want to see. Those are the those are like the legitimate conversations I find interesting in this show. I don't want to see like, I don't know. There's just so many bullshit conversations constantly that I just you know it's like that scene with Arya and Beric from episode two and 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 Sandor on the on the thing. It's just such a poorly written scene. It's like. Wow, uh, I would have rather seen, like, John and Danny talking about the dragons or something. I don't know. It's just, it is what it is. But, I mean, moving forward from here, like, now Cersei's clearly the main villain. And, I mean, like, she's going to get killed. Like, she's clearly going to lose. So, now, like, it comes down to the politics behind the fact that, like, someone's got to sit on the throne. Like, that's what they made it about. Like, the whole show now is about that because the whole entire, like, threat from the north is over. So, I mean, uh, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen now. So you figure... It's weird. It's weirdly set up. Yeah. You figure you
1: have Daenerys and Jon and the support of some of the main cast on their side. And uh, however many soldiers that i guess weiss and benioff want to like say survive because yeah. we don't know is it a thousand is it ten i mean like, how many
0: do they even have initially there, there's
1: no designation to that basically the night king dies his army dies and that's the end of the episode we have no closure as to like oh we got to actually ruthlessly raped soldier wise yeah. like we have no forces
0: and i guarantee you that's what it's gonna i be. think
1: it's gonna be we have no army we just have two dragons that are injured because i mean they both did get like fucked up by the dead and by
0: um the you know, oh, dead yeah. um, That's that's one thing I actually forgot about how dumb Danny was to let all those whites. Yeah, she's just like watching the it. Night King go in there. She's like,
1: yeah. oh shit. Yeah, it was and so dumb. And then like dumb. a thousand whites oh. just cop on her dragon. She's like, oh fuck, I forgot. Yeah, there's like and then a, she... <laughs> just a goddamn swarm of enemies around me that I forgot about. Yeah. So let me fly away now. And then she falls then fall off. off. Yeah. And then have Jorah save me and die yeah which i mean which how the fuck does jorah get from the castle where they're hopelessly overrun to the point where there's dead bodies like falling from the sky how does he get from there all the way outside to find danny i guess like she's dressed in white and it's lit out there a little bit okay but like i it's it's a plot device in itself because he's meant to die in this episode we saw it coming he was on the list we might have decided that he might not be on the list and as yeah. you know, referred to the previous podcast because but, of Liana, because of Leanna, But she, she also she got died, destroyed. Too, yeah. And I've just every time I watch the scene where that um, dead giant just comes barreling through the gates and just Likes like punches butt, her, he yeah. just like backs backhands her across yeah. the face. She he, just he, flies he, off screen so fast. He like, pimp I, slaps her. Listen, there's nothing funny about women getting hit, but like just seeing that is just like so cartoonish and funny to me. Yeah, um, I, I she actually chuckled. She gets broken like you know, a, a twig. So crazily, but yeah. um,
0: I mean, she kills it, which is nice. It's cool. That was kind of cool. I love the
1: sound what Dragon Glass makes when it, like, you know, makes like their bones just like disintegrate or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that was a cool death scene if she was going to die. um
0: Yeah, that was that was pretty. I, I honestly like they sent her off in a pretty cool way. Yeah. I mean, like you said though, I mean, Jora finding Danny out there doesn't make sense and she would have died. Danny would have died after she falls off that dragon. She doesn't know how to fight. She picks no up way. a random sword off the ground, but like, they don't die from random swords. Like, she would have gotten killed for sure. She doesn't know how to use a sword. Might have been a dragonglass sword, so she might have taken a couple with her. Maybe, but... May- at best. I mean, I don't think so. And and But I uh, think that so. it would have made way more sense if she, like, wouldn't have fallen off and all the whites wouldn't have gone on Drogon. But they had to, like, make it so Jorah was going to get his, you know... That's basically what it came down to, is setting it up for Jorah. But, um... Yeah, I mean... From here on, it's like, so what do Tyrion and Jaime do now? They're both alive. One of them's probably going to die at Bronn's hands, I would
1: imagine, if Bronn's I had gonna, to
0: guess. Bronn's going to kill Tyrion. You think you would do that, though? Oh, God, I hope not. But That's what I mean. How stupid would that be? Like, if like one of your favorite characters kills one of your other favorite characters, like... Well, see, here's the thing. It's like... everyone loves Bronn, and everyone loves true. Tyrion.
1: Why the fuck would they do that? So now we have two schools of thoughts. It's like, well we have George's school of thought where nobody's really safe and we've had that previously happen multiple times in Game of Thrones, but now we have this Weiss and Benioff creation over the last basically two seasons and it's like, ah, everybody sort of has plot armor and just seems to survive in the most perilous scenarios. Like, you really think, like, something's going to happen like that? Like, I feel like in Weiss and Benioff's Creation. It's like Bron comes to assassinate somebody like Tyrion, and he talks him down with like you know his slick worded ways and like you know talking about their friendship, and ends up not getting killed. But in JRM's universe, I could see like just yeah. slitting Tyrion's throat, and then like jamie just stabbing him in the eye or something, and like yeah. you know kneeling down as Tyrion bleeds out or something crazy. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think that I'm Bron might kill Tyrion, but if that happens, I would be pissed. I think that's stupid as fuck. It'd be a waste of, like, one of the best characters in the show. Yeah, that would be fucking dumb. So, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope Braun joins them when they go down south. He's such
1: a likable character in a, in a certain extent, like... I mean, he's funny. And- he's funny, and he's just a soldier and a warrior. And yeah, he's on like the lose—well, not the losing side, on the enemy side. If you want to call Cersei's side the enemy, um, now she is.
0: Yeah, she's the main enemy, and she has a bot well, army. Well, the thing
1: now—they've—they've they've painted this situation in just black and white, where before it was just like shades of gray. It's like, oh, do you support the Baratheon claim? Do you support Robb Stark's claim? Do you support Cersei's hold um, with one of her kids? Like, how do you feel about John? Like, you know, they—they they, they definitely had like. Layers different layers and, and complexity.
2: And that was characters.
0: all th- and that was all from George. Yeah.
1: And now that's pretty much dissolved and now it's just a uh, point A, point B, point C type of plot destination.
0: Well, I mean the thing with Danny though is like it's up in the air now because of John. That's true. And I mean the way they've painted her, I could imagine her being like almost like a villain now. And John being like the hero. Well, she's
1: like a she is a protagonist, but
0: she's one that causes a lot of strife, almost like constantly. But that's that's like their that's like the Weiss and Benioff, though. Yeah of her like that's weiss and benioff's version of her now it's not like what she was before no i think like before season five
1: like she was just like a very much a savior figure and somebody that was gaining power in a great way and um the way that they that's why everyone took it like it was more like she was just
0: becoming power hungry and that's actually i mean that is what she is now she's power hungry exactly i mean her stupid ass response to john telling her one of the most important points in like the whole one of the most important story points in the whole show whole series her stupid ass response to that like it shows that you know she might like she might be like look this is my throne you know and he might be like okay i don't want it but then like sam might be like but no one knows let them people choose and then danny's like no <laughs> But I honestly don't know, like, because now it's now it's like, okay, so does John go south and fight in this war? What if he wants to stay in the north and like help rebuild Winterfell? He's like, fuck it, you know what I mean? Like now that his John's entire fucking thing was, we gotta fight the dead, we gotta come together and fight the dead. That's totally over now. So like, what's his new motive? You know that's what has been it? his whole persona, pretty much exactly. Well, it, it yeah, was, you know, it's like the Night's fight watch. for the living. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was fight against the wildlings, anything north of the wall, and then it was fight the dead, anything north of the wall. So it's like that's been his whole prerogative for you know ever since 2011, since this show's debuted, and ever since you know when did the first book come out, mid 90s. Like that, that's been John's objective, and now there's none of that. So, I mean, he's definitely sworn allegiance to Daenerys, but now he has all this information and. I, I, he's not the type of person that's power hungry, so that's not going to be something that they're going to try to build on his character in the last three episodes exactly. of this entire series. Exactly. I, I could see him just relinquishing, like protecting and then becoming you know, a savior of the realm, and the only way that he would really sit on the Iron Throne is if Daenerys dies, which he absolutely could. Yeah. I don't see her, I mean, maybe they're, they end up making her relinquish power, but it's tough to see that. It's tough to see her character really boiled down and you know eliminate that basically what's built over her as this power hungry character i it, I don't see that going away in three episodes yeah
0: i don't either and i also i i question you know what john's motive. like they're gonna have to make up john's motives now and they're also gonna have to make up sansa's and aria's i mean Arya still wa- oh, excuse me aria still wants to kill cersei she's still on her list Yes. Like, what are you going to do now? What are the, all the North people going to do? Like, what are the Unsullied? Like, Danny's going for the throne. Clearly her armies are going with her. But, I mean, like, are any of the other people going to, like, go with her? What about Jamie? What the fuck does he do now? Like, it's just there's a lot of unanswered. And that's what this next episode's going to establish. Like, okay. now what do they do? And we're going to figure out what they all want to do for the most part. And then episode five will be another battle, probably in King's Landing. And then episode six will close it all. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure how it's gonna go at this point because I, I always, as most people did, thought that the White Walkers were the main fight. That's and, what and, I always and thought. And now that they closed that off so abruptly, it's just like, really, now what? So like, what? Is It's just all about the throne. Like, what, what happens when Danny gets it? Like, what is she even gonna do? The show just ends. Like that's what it. I mean. Like yeah. she sits down, it's over. Like she's pregnant. She's probably gonna get pregnant from John. What's John even going to do now? Like, we re- go rebuild the wall? Like, what the fuck? There's like no more White Walkers. Everything's cool. <laughs> there could also just like, be an elapse
1: of like months between the battle. There could this, be, but I mean, they showed episode.
0: some scenes where it was like, she was like, the great war is over. The last war is coming. Danny no, it says could that. be a
1: very short progression of time. Like, yeah. a weaker. Or- whatever
0: yeah i mean i i think that they're gonna roll south and I, I was thinking like i don't know how it might work like maybe they'll do like a thing where that they, they pick champions to fight each other or something and then like well danny picks thing. sandor and someone else or maybe like maybe cersei picks like you're on that dude you want to punch in the face and the mountain and then danny picks like sandor john and like fucking uh I don't know, Arya. Well, Kogan is like a <laughs> like, thing that's been hyped forever and I feel like for them to
1: omit that would be a big missed opportunity. I mean, and granted, they've had missed opportunities in this show um as we've gone into length discussing about this episode that just went down um but I think that would be a huge mistake to not have the mountain fight. Like, in a legitimate, like choreographed
0: it, yes. fight, like Oberyn and him mountain I fighting. think it
1: needs to end with both of them dying. Like, Sandor should die fighting the mountain, and the mountain should die fighting Sandor. I think it's it's poetic that way, and I think fire needs to be incorporated at some point, and Sandor, like, needs to fucking get over his, you know, um, his anxieties there or something. Like, yeah, that's been something yeah. that's tortured him since
0: the first, maybe even the second season. So... So, do you think that Jamie's going to kill Cersei and fulfill that prophecy? I think so. Or do you think, like, no, Arya think so. will
1: do it? No, I think Jamie will kill... It. I think Arya will try, and I think Arya will get killed. I think also... you think
0: is going to get killed? She could. She definitely could. It could happen. I mean, if they kill Arya now, that's fucking stupid, though. Well... I mean, she just killed the. I mean, you can't kill her now. I mean, that's just that's
1: one of the things that mind, I see in the GRM universe happening. Where, yeah, but
0: like his universe isn't, doesn't
1: matter now. Well, I could also see one of the dragons getting either fatally wounded or very much injured because in the opening scenes they show that fucking ballista. Yeah, thing. right below the throne, and it's like meant to. It's a dragon killer. We know it is because yeah. it was showcased in the last season to be a dragon killer. I mean, so
0: I think the dragons should survive. I think killing one of them is dying. stupid. I feel like that's stupid. They feel they should both have dragons. I mean, I I don't disagree that one of them might die. I just feel like if they do that, it's a mistake. Like, don't kill the fucking dragons. They're cool. Like, yeah, what the they're hell? literally
1: my favorite things. Yeah, they're and, like, cool watching as Watching them fuck. die, like, actually and they're both is and
0: they're both like like Drogon and Danny are obviously pretty tight. Like, they might even fuck. And uh, like, Rhaegal is you know named after Jon's fucking dad. That's dope. Like, let him have his fucking dad named dragon. You know. That's how I feel about it.
1: Also, going back to the episode that just transpired, at one point it feels like maybe Theon and Brand are gonna have like some type of meaningful conversation that gives a little more closure and they give some type of satisfactory conclusion where Theon says, like, you know, sorry for betraying you, blah blah blah, and Theon or um Bran is just like, Yeah, okay. But then he's just like I'm going now. And then does this whole warging thing where his, you know, eyes turn into fucking like hard boiled eggs. And then <laughs> he just like goes into a bunch of ravens and it's like, mm-hmm. cool dude. So you're just in a fucking bunch of ravens and you see where the Night King is. Like, are you warging into them? Are you warging into the dragons so you can like be a combatant in this like yeah, fucking I mean, fight?
0: I mean, they didn't do that's one of the to me, one of the biggest disservices is, is like Bran should be a, a, a main point in all this and he hasn't really done like anything in my mind he was like he he, got, he gave them the plan like yeah the night king wants me so he put me out here but like he hasn't done shit i think it's almost like they're afraid to try to broach like brands information
1: because they feel like you know because he has such a breadth of knowledge and knows like a lot of potential or possible outcomes that like that would be potentially spoiling things or just becoming something that l- really gets too dialogue heavy. Because um, I, I
0: feel like they're, they're trying to stay away from extensive dialogue or, um, or like just speech. giving information that's legitimate. Exactly. They're, try- they're, they're trying
1: to kind of tiptoe around that.
0: Yeah, they're, they're tiptoeing around like giving people legitimate information about what's going on. They're just like showing you what's going on. And uh, I don't know. It's disappointing. That's for sure. I mean, I, the last episode, I, like, enjoyed it to an extent, but I also wanted so much more, and I was, cl- I was definitely, like, let down, generally speaking. I mean, when the Night King died, I was like, oh, shit, like, it was cool, but then I just thought about it, and I was like, fuck, you know, and that's kind of how I feel about this season so far, it's just that, you know, fuck. <laughs> I at least like it a little better than so far that, you know, I'm
1: finally seeing things that I've been, like, sort of fantasizing about for a long time, but also, like, the fact that they're not really doing too much of the fast travel, kind of makes me appreciate, um, makes me appreciate the atmosphere of the show more. I feel like you you destroy it so much, like in season seven, where people are just jumping from waypoint to waypoint so quickly. And I get it; you need to progress as you know the plot points develop. But uh, I just liked this season at least is taking it a little bit slower and for the first time in a long time, just keeping it very concise as far as locations like I, I don't think we've gone beyond like two or three locations like we've seen um last hearth we saw winterfell obviously a bit of king's landing and beyond those three places that's it
0: yeah i mean most of the characters were in winterfell
1: yeah there's a lot of episodes where you can jump around to maybe almost a dozen
0: locations and it just gets really you feel throttled by the end of the episode yeah i'm curious what danny's gonna tell sansa is up with winterfell now
1: there's definitely um, there was some a,
0: enmity between the two of them, and there was a lot of speculation. There's, there's the
1: point in the crypt where, like, you know, Sansa and Tyrion are talking, and he's like, you know, I don't, one of them says, "I don't think it would ever work between us." Like the, and Sansa says, "Like the Dragon Queen would drive a wedge between our alliance," and you know, there's there's just like that, like, "Oh, Daenerys is a problem. We'll never be able to be together." Exactly. Like, yeah. um, and Sande's like, uh. fuck
0: yeah she's like if it wasn't for her none of this would have happened and everyone's like well yeah but that's not the point (laughs) like she's still a
1: bitch like (laughs) obviously there's there's some shit there that that sounds and and uh could have been a better conversation they the two of those those two girls need to figure shit out because they've obviously been like locking horns since you know since the get-go
0: really yeah yeah, since they re-met up so the next episode is going to set up um, the future. It's going to like let you know what everyone's doing. And uh, I would normally try to predict what they're all going to do, but I have no fucking clue because they didn't really give you any inclination towards what's going to happen now. I mean, this ne- I know Danny's going to try to move south, but like, who's going to go with her and what's her forces going to look like? And is it stupid to do that because she's, is she just going to get owned?
1: This next episode is definitely like a free fall episode. It's like, where does the plot truly go? Because you have three episodes left before the end of the entire series and yeah. you have like the iron throne right there with, you know, Lena Hadley's character just like sitting on it with your own gray joy his fleet. Like it's like you're really going to take care of that all in three episodes. That feels like something that needs like a, an arcing five episodes. Like I feel like this night King dying, it, it really should be a 10 episode season. Like it, yeah, it does it, it a disservice by killing him off. Yeah. Like, they
0: already, they already episodes. compressed the fuck out of it. You know, and, and like they compress, they compressed it super hardcore, but they also like didn't give you that much substance. So it's been tough. So, so far for me, I'm like, I, I've enjoyed it to an extent, but I've also been like definitely disappointed hundred percent. So I think this next episode, we're going to figure out what everyone's going to do. We know what Danny's going to do cause she's nuts, but, um, or she's nuts for the throne, I should say. And, uh, we'll see what, what John's going to do. Davos. Fucking Tyrion, uh, Grey Worm. I guess show. I guess Grey Worm and what's her name, Maandie, Masande, Masande. That she they'll go with her clearly, but like, how is she gonna go down there? Like, just ride her drag? Like, I don't know. Are they gonna like reintroduce travel as like an important moment? Well, are they also gonna like
1: incorporate other forces that are along the way to King's Landing? Like, will we ever see the Tullys of the Riverlands? Will they join forces? Will we see um, is it Asha? who went yeah, to, back yeah, to the yeah, Iron Isles. Iron Isles yeah. yeah, so I mean, we probably we'll, will probably yeah. we'll see her. It's just like, will we see the Tollies get reincorporated? Because I feel like that, that was um, a point that we, we didn't really get a lot of closure on. In se- yeah. I think it was season There's a lot six. of random
0: houses and shit that's just hanging out. Yeah. Like the Dornish, you know, where they're just hanging out down well, there. Well, I think the Dorn just all pretty much got assassinated. Yeah, they're, but I... They're I'm, not even a thing
1: anymore. Yeah, the, but I mean, they are... <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure Varys said something to them, like, and now there will be some type like, of like, like
0: who knows how it's going to work. That's what I mean. Like, we don't know, uh, but they're going to set it up this next episode, season episode five will be some sort of battle for the throne, and episode six will set up the finale. And hopefully, uh, everyone's in a good mood and they all love each other, and no one we like dies in a fucked up way, like Tyrion getting shot by Bronn or something. That would suck. Hopefully the dragons survive. Hopefully Ghost survives. It'd be cool to see Jon on the throne with Ghost sitting next to him. But like, probably we all not, know sometimes we, we don't get. Yeah, clearly. So, yeah. I mean, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week after this uh, next episode. We'll see where we're at then. And uh, final review. Final. I mean, I'm gonna uh, add of like ten. Yeah. I'm. I mean, fuck. It sucks. But I'm gonna go with like a like four. 4 out of
1: 10. I'm going to give this episode a 7.5 out of 10. Didn't hit on all cylinders. It was a little bit dark, but action-packed. A lot of great sequences. We didn't get to see a lot of things that we really would have loved to see, but there was a lot that just really appealed to me um, enough where, you know, it it definitely boosts the rating.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I I, I, I can't help but, like, be left wanting more explanation dialogue and better storytelling yeah but i mean it so far this season's been underwhelming for me sadly well we'll see what happens we are on the yeah second we'll see half. we'll see we if they can redeem themselves in the second half of the series here we are onwards and upwards hopefully onwards and hopefully upwards and we'll uh scenes later all right peace all right, cool. hey guys i hope you enjoyed the session More than I personally enjoyed the episode, anyway. Got a little mini rant for you here. Let's get straight to the point. The payoff of the White Walkers, the dead, the Night King, the Long Night, everything in the background of the show that was supposed to be the main villain or antagonist, that was supposed to be the overarching doom and gloom, was laughable. The payoff was laughable. It was laughable in that it did not do a service to the buildup with which it was presented. If you are going to build something up like that, you have to pay it off with a measurable moment, something that is equitable to what you've invested up until that point, something that feels satisfying. Arya, assassinating the Night King in that moment, did feel satisfying, but the more I thought about it, the more I was left unsatisfied and wanting more from the, the people who are creating this show. Here's a show that, for seven and a half seasons of television, tricked us into thinking the Night King was the ultimate bad guy. And when considering the source material, maybe he still can be. This guy was an evil ice zombie warlord who was thousands of years old. Thousands. Think about that. He was literally thousands of years old. He was ancient. He was ancient. So what? He couldn't have planned that better? That motherfucker turned to ice so quick, it was a joke. And he brought his entire race with him in a matter of seconds. You don't think he was back there behind the wall, I don't know, 200 years ago, 900 years ago. Two fucking years ago. Fucking yesterday, dude. Yesterday. At any point in the amount of time before that battle, did he not think to himself, Hmm, if I die, we all die. I should probably be really careful and make sure I don't die. Which leads me to... Like, bro, why are you taking your time everywhere? Are you not allowed to run? Why do you casually walk every single place you ever go? Imagine, for a moment, that we had a real Night King. Would he not have completely destroyed Winterfell in two seconds? I mean... He did take down the wall with that dragon. His, uh, his ability to bring destruction is documented. The wall is an ancient, magical structure. Winterfell is a place built by men with structures. As far as buildings go, the wall should have been harder to take down than Winterfell. Ergo... He could have easily destroyed Winterfell with a couple passes
2: of his ice dragon's frost
0: breath. To me, he didn't seem like an all-powerful ancient ice zombie warlord in the moment he got taken off of his undead frost dragon. But when that happened, how would they have reacted if he ran to brand ran to him immediately started booking with the intent of slicing brands fucking head off the whites are pretty fast why the fuck do you move like you just railed eight grams of ketamine to your face you fucking twat you fucking asshole You know what? I'm not even calling the Night King an asshole right now for his devious acts. Namely, for killing millions of people and resurrecting them to be in his army as slaves. No, I'm not calling him an asshole for that. I'm calling him an asshole for not being a better ultimate bad guy. Like, yo, what in the actual fuck? He should have been better. And he should have said something anything. Here are some cool Night King quotes I came up with. Pardon my voice. This is my Night King voice that none of us know what sounds like.
2: All of you will die.
0: There's one. Here's another one. Die. (laughs) Here's another one.
2: You are going to die. (laughs) I will kill Every last one of you, and then fuck you as your slave master for all of eternity. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that would be cool, right? hear him say something
2: really fucked up. How about this? When I reanimate somebody, they are still in there being tortured as I use their body with my ice magic to be my slave. It is hell on earth, and I am their god. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, that's good. You know what I'm saying? How about this one?
2: Uh, I've tried spicy foods a couple of times. It's just not my thing. <laughs> I like that one. How about this one? I will bring death upon you all. I am the inevitable end to all life on this planet. <laughs> How about this one? When that bitch put that glass in my heart, it really hurt. And it still hurts sometimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that too. How about this? If he had named any of his lieutenant guys and talked to them,
2: Excuse me, Harnasius. Did you happen to see the way I exhibited that child's body in stone? I thought it was quite exquisite.
0: <laughs> and this one's probably my favorite that I came up with. Guys, seriously? Did you see that throw? And just like that. The most evil and intense race of creatures known to Westeros is out of the picture entirely. Just like that, we get to focus on the drama and bullshit of who gets to sit on the throne after Cersei is pried from it. Just like that, we can forget about what the entire work was about in the first place. Namely, all uniting to combat for a greater good, or at least trying to. Because in George R. R. Martin's universe... Nothing was ever guaranteed. Remember the big deal last season about showing Cersei the threat? Going up to the north and getting a white so she'd understand and they'd work together? Turns out they didn't need her army. Turns out the Night King was dumb as rocks. Her first dragon died for no reason because they didn't even need Cersei's army at all. Oh, wait, well, I guess it did help the show writers figure out how to take the wall down, so there's that. You'd think that might be mentioned somewhere. Danny might say, wow, uh, good thing we got Cersei's help. Anyway, rant over. After this one, I'm finishing out the season with absolutely no expectations. We'll see you over in the next episode, going over the fourth guy. Last of the Stocks. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you later. Okay.